Tracker podcast. I'm the Gazette's investigative reporter, Erin Jordan. I'm the Gazette's Cedar Rapids government reporter, Marissa Payne. I'm the Gazette's business reporter, John Steffi. And I am the Gazette's healthcare reporter, Michaela Ram. And we are your fact checker team. <laughs> so uh, today we have a check um, about, um, we're checking a statement that Iowa GOP chair Jeff Kaufman uh, made on Twitter. This was at the end, of, this was July 27th. This was the same day that um, Iowa Senator Liz Mathis a Democrat um, announced that she was going to be running for um, Congress in Iowa's first district against uh, Ashley Hinson, uh, first term um, U.S. representative and who's a Republican. And so Jeff Kaufman um, tweeted on Twitter and it's worth noting it's almost exactly the same wording as Hinson. Hinson's uh, staff had made uh, in response to Liz Mathis's announcement. Uh, Kaufman's tweet says... Liberal Liz has never met a tax increase she didn't like. She even voted against the largest tax cut in Iowa history. He goes on to talk about Ashley Henson fighting for us in Washington. Ashley is standing up to the radical agenda of Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden. Um, But we're looking at kind of primarily the first part of that tweet. Um, And the fact checker isn't able to check the first sentence of the first part, which is liberal Liz Mathis has never met a tax increase she didn't like. That's, you know, trying to get in the head of someone and what they like and don't like. And that's not what we do. So but the second part of the statement about Mathis voting against the largest tax cut in history is what we're looking at today. So um, as usual, we reached out to Kaufman to see if he wanted to let us know One, what specific tax proposal he was talking about, um, and then if he had any other sourcing he wanted to provide. And his staff did reach, uh, you know, did reply back to me and said that they were referring to Senate file 2417 from 2018. So we'll come back to that in a minute. But the reason I wanted to ask is because being a reporter in the area for a while now, I feel like this largest tax cut in Iowa history has been used like more than once. Or, or, or I just wasn't sure exactly what bill it referred to. And the one I saw soonest was the one from 2018. But then when I was Googling it, there was also a tax proposal in 2013 that had been called at that point the biggest tax cut in Iowa history. So we're looking at both of those just to kind of examine them a little bit. That first package in 2013 cut taxes for agricultural, residential, commercial, and industrial property owners, as well as income tax. And that was offset somewhat, um, you know, that property tax is a big source of income to governments. So cities and counties, uh, police departments, and everyone were really worried about how that tax cut was going to affect their budgets. So as part of that, the Iowa legislature agreed to backfill um, those local budgets uh, with state money. So in a way, it was a tax cut, but in a way it wasn't because, you know, we were paying for that backfill um, with state revenue. So anyway, fast forward to now that... um, that backfill is being phased out. A, a bill that was passed this year will, 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 over time, get rid of that backfill. So anyway, that tax cut was called the biggest tax cut in Iowa history. 
But then, in, and, and, and that tax cut, by the way, had pretty bipartisan support. Um, Mathis, um, in fact, voted for it. She was among a number of Democrats in the Democratic-controlled Senate that voted for it. Only six Democrats opposed the 2013 proposal. So going to the 2018 proposal uh, that was, um, it was an income tax bill. It was again marketed by Republicans as the largest tax, largest state income tax reduction in Iowa history. Um, and that bill, when it fully implemented in 2024, is supposed to reduce taxes by 2.86 billion. Um, but that bill also includes a sales tax increase. So is it a tax cut? Is it a tax increase? You know, it's kind of an interesting question there too. So I reached out to the Legislative Services Agency, which often estimates the fiscal impact of bills going to the legislature to see if they had any sense of which of those proposals from 2013 and 2018 was the largest tax cut in Iowa history. And I talked with Jeff Robinson yesterday. He's the senior tax analyst. And he said they don't rank them. Um, he said it's it's really hard to rank the you know to kind of come up with any sort of a definitive largest um, proposal because there's all these different things. There's the backfill in 2013. There's this um, increase in the property sales tax base in the 2018 proposal. So it's hard to come up with a number that gives you the largest tax cut in Iowa history. So. I don't know that we can get at that. Although Jeff did say he thought that the 10% income tax reduction in 1998 was bigger than both of those. So anyway, um, so in terms of, if we just look at this tweet narrowly, um, it, Kaufman says he was referring to the 2018 proposal. Um, Liz Mathis did indeed propose, did a, indeed oppose that bill. Um, she had said in a Gazette story at that time, most Iowa taxpayers won't get a tax cut or see very little cut in their taxes. Our revenues are already low and we've cut things that help the state grow, such as education and help for small businesses. And she was one of 20 Senate Democrats to vote against it. Um, there were no, that, that bill was not bipartisan. It, it passed in the House with no dem Democratic support. So if we look at the tweet very narrowly, um, Kaufman's correct. She did vote against that proposal, and that was one of the proposals billed as the largest tax cut in Iowa history. Um, if we were looking at the 2013 bill, Mathis did not vote for that. So I was really torn in terms of coming up with a grade. If we just do it based on Kaufman's um, statement that, um, you know, that she voted against this and he said to us, um, independently, he was referring to the 2018 proposal. It's accurate. And, um, you know, we could give him an A. I just don't know if there's any, if we should consider, um, if there's any room to downgrade and maybe we should or shouldn't just in terms of the, whether we can define the largest tax cut in Iowa history. And if we can't define it, does that mean it's not verifiable and it doesn't meet our criteria? Or does that mean that, um, you know, he should be downgraded from an A? So I guess that's the question I put to you guys. Yeah, that's a really good question. And it's honestly something I was thinking a lot about as I was reading through this. You know, it, it seems 
clear, I don't know, maybe not super abundantly clear, but it seems to indicate that this 2018 bill is not the largest tax credit in history, just given, you know, if we're just looking at that straight, right? Um, there, there are other officials who would point to other legislation. Uh, it was the 1998 legislation probably has more. Um, so, I mean, if we want to take it literally like that, um, that might be hard too, just because I don't know if there's ever been like a study or there's ever been like, yes, this one, this one bill right here was the largest tax cut in history. So, and I know that's kind of been, but I think you, you talk about this in the, in the fact check, that's just sort of been the narrative for Republicans to get support that this is a big tax cut. But um, I think when they're using language like that, the biggest in history, um, I do wonder if it is worth considering downgrading more, just kind of, you know, cause I feel like we, we talk a lot about like, you know, do we, grade them based on what they meant by it? Or do we grade them based on what they actually said? Um, and I feel like we've tended to lean more toward what they actually said. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if other team members have other thoughts, though, but that's that's sort of where I what, what I was thinking about throughout this. Well, and the other thing, too, is like, you know, when we when we say a largest tax cut in Iowa history, like, you know, largest tax cut for who are we talking about, like the corporate tax rate, individual tax rate. So then when you break down like all these different tax cut proposals based on, you know, what individuals are paying versus, you know, what corporations are paying, are there differences there? You know, like was the 2018 tax cut like much more favorable to corporations than for individuals? And, you know, how does that stack up to these other proposals? True. And I, I think you pointed it out too, Aaron, that while there was a tax cut, there was also an increase in the sales tax. So it wasn't like truly a, a across the board tax cut too. The other thing too that I was kind of thinking of a little bit is that language of the biggest tax cut, where I think if he said one of the biggest tax cuts, then I think that's a little more true because you can say, oh yeah, you have in these numbers here and it's that's a big figure there but i think it's not crystal clear enough that it is indeed the biggest tax cut i think the claim probably is still more true than not true because we're talking about likely the one that could be more according to the lsa senior tax analyst was 1998 when I was one year old, so it has kind of been a while. It's certainly one of the biggest in recent history, so I kind of see a lot of truth in it, but I don't quite see it up to kind of what I would describe as a textbook A. And I think the the thing that makes it hard to track these tax cuts is because they are implemented over a series of years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things may change in the law um, that affect those tax cuts. And if you're if you're mapping them out over 10 years time or even six years time, things could change that change the impact and, and that kind of thing. And I love Marissa's point about just the idea of biggest tax cut for who. You know, if I mean, there's there's a lot of controversy over um, cutting income tax, but then raising sales tax because sales tax, you know, disproportionately affects lower income individuals. And so is that, you know, is that is that fair? So maybe if you're looking at um, people who make a lot of money, a huge income tax is a is a great or huge income tax cut is a great deal for them. 
So I think that's a very good point. Yeah. And I think Mathis kind of gets at that in her statement when she talks about that 2018 vote, um, that most taxpayers won't get a tax cut or really would see very little cut in their taxes compared to this. So I think, I mean, to Marissa's point, you know, if she's just talking about Iowa taxpayers, um, then yeah, like there probably really wasn't much of an impact. So that, that kind of speaks to maybe her line of thinking too, when she was making this vote. And the thing would be that if Kaufman said something like biggest tax cut for working Iowans, I think we may be able to factor that more into the grading, but it's just difficult when you're looking at overall tax cut. Well, that could be to, as we've been saying, disproportionately certain chunks of the population or to corporations instead of kind of the working class. Yeah. Well, and that kind of speaks to, I know we've been kind of looking at this um, statement from Kaufman kind of narrowly, but I wanted to bring up um, this this comment he made about how she voted against Iowa families, in quote. Um, it, it really kind of brings the question then, was this vote beneficial to typical Iowa taxpayers, right? Um, I mean, in, in Liz Mathis's statement, she made it seem like she did not believe that it was. So truly was Mathis's intent to vote against Iowa families? Uh, probably not. But I mean, that's not really the point of the of, of, our, of what we're talking about here. But I do wonder if that's worth considering in Kaufman's statement that he's sort of alleging that this is against typical taxpayers. I'm, I'm not seeing where that where you're seeing that, Michaela. It, it wasn't it in his comments. Yeah. Um, in the, his tweet says, liberal Liz Mathis has never met a tax increase she didn't like. She even voted against the largest tax cut in Iowa history. First District needs Ashley Hinson fighting for us in Washington. Ashley oh, is saying the radical agenda of Nancy Pelosi and Joe I Biden. apologize. So this was, uh, yeah, I, I got this mixed up. I apologize. So I was looking at um, Hinson's campaign manager said, um, Liz never met a tax cut or a tax hike she didn't like. She even voted against Iowa families. I apologize. That was. I misspoke. This is not what Kaufman said. Well, I can see why you got them confused because the wording is so similar. <laughs> almost um, identical. It's almost like they coordinated their messages anticipating Liz Mathis was going to announce so they would be ready to jump. So so the theme was there, but I won't I won't fault Kaufman for that particular part of the statement. So I guess just wanted to see what you guys thought of the grade. We've kind of um, talked a little bit about whether the the largest tax cut in history claim, um, you know, because it is hard to know that that 2018 tax cut is indeed the largest tax cut in, in Iowa history, um, whether it should downgrade the A um, to a B. And what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I just think that there's enough of kind of an asterisk on it because you can't really definitively say that's the biggest tax cut in Iowa history. When you literally have the LSA senior tax analyst saying that he thinks something else was bigger, I think you can't really give that an A. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I think there's kind of enough weighing it to tip it down to that B in my mind. So I would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree too. I mean, she at least like has voted against one of the largest tax cuts, but 
you know, as we've noted, there's kind of some caveats there. I I just I just don't know. Um, like we've checked so many checks where we're like, if only they had just said this, you know, if only they had just, you know, presented just a tiny shade of gray, they would be completely accurate. And I honestly don't think it would hurt so many of these statements to do that. But yet it just seems like there's such an effort to speak in these, you know, big, bold phrases, whether they're accurate, completely accurate or not. It's simply saying one of the biggest instead of saying the biggest would have probably been enough to give this an A. Yeah. All right. So if we're good with that score, we'll, we'll, um, we'll do that for this week. Um, I don't think we have another fact checker in the hopper uh, for next week, but um, I just want to invite our, our listeners and our fact checker readers to let us know if you see anything. If there's any uh, political events over the Labor Day weekend that you were at and there was something you heard or something you've read, um, let us know. You can reach out to us by email at factchecker at thegazette.com. That's factchecker at thegazette.com. And that goes to our whole team here. So our, our fact checks are edited by Craig Jamulis and our podcast is produced by Stephen Colbert. And today we have a little help um, from Katie Brumbelow. So yay, Katie. And um, our, our music for the podcast is Lobby Time by Kevin McLeod. So uh, signing off, I'm Erin Jordan. I'm Marissa Payne. I'm John Steffi. I'm Michaela Ram. And until next time, we'll fact check you later. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.